Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Hurricane Valley with Norm Hewitt and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Thanks to Rosine, New Zealand's most trusted paint and longtime supporters of the Hurricanes. And shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Yes, very uh, good evening. Seven o'clock, Mark Watson in for Ricardo Ball. I was expecting some sort of really sort of heavy Ronnie James Dio type music just to sort of set the tone. Set the tone. Tell a hurricane story. Norm Hewitt, all black great, hurricanes great, joins us as my co-host. He's all things hurricanes. Evening to you, Norm. Welcome. Evening, Mark. Great setup for the night, mate. Loved it. Hey, my wife's got a question for you, and you might be a bit embarrassed by this. What did you do with the trophy when you won Dancing with the Stars? It's still sitting on the mantelpiece next to the uh, NPC Cup trophy in 2000. Mm, I tell you what, I reckon during that little brief period on television, I reckon there were a lot of, lot of children conceived. <laughs> well, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if it was the Paso Doble or the Rumba, but you know the Chacha is always the one to get rocking to. Hey, uh, we're a minute onto here, and I've already taken it right down into the gutter there, Norm. I do apologise. You're a better man than that. You're a better man than that. Hey, hey, just a quick bit of news too to let everybody know that this weekend's game between Moana Pacifica and the Rebels. Oh, sorry, the Western Force has been postponed due to COVID in the force camp. So you do have to feel for Moana Pacifica um, another disruption for them, Norm. Oh, absolutely. When you when you look at Moana Pacifica's uh, road into the professional era, they got COVID up early, and then they had to do a whole lot of other games to catch up. They had like four or five games in one week, and you know they they showed up. But it had a massive impact on their season. They hey, they took a, a scalp at one of the top scalps of the of the season. But going back into that, they'll be devastated. They'll be mm. devastated because they're actually they're actually coming back with some really good form. And if that form goes through, they they'll take a couple of the Aussie teams easy. Mm. Um, Norm, did the best team win on Saturday night? Were the Hurricanes the best team in that clash against the Highlanders? Well, look, mate, it was always going to be hard. The Highlanders put their their best foot forward. They they should have taken that win. It's a bit like you know, like anything. Take your points, take your opportunities when they arise. Hurricanes closed that out like the week before they didn't, and that's the way footy goes. Mm. It was hard hard for the for the um the Highlanders because mate, they've had a tough season. They were. You know, we look at it, they're 10th on the table. They could have been one mm. more on top of that. But uh, yeah, that's footy. Mm. And the Hurricanes, as we said, uh, take your points when they're on. Got down to that last last minute, hard on the line. The Highlanders couldn't ta- um, close it out. So do you reckon they 22, were, 21. Do you reckon they were listening to us last week and taking the points there, Norm? Well, I, I'm trying I to sort of somehow, I'm trying, just, just, you know, I'm just, I've been neglected my entire life. It'd just be nice to think that perhaps we were the difference, me and you. 
Well, look, if, if we were the difference, <laughs> good on us, mate. Good hey, on us. hey, I, I, I want to uh, pose a question at you. Assuming that Julian Savia had never played for the All Blacks and no one knew anything about him and he came into Super Rugby this year as a bit of a rookie or, um, you know, come back from, you know, maybe from injury and played the way that he's played in the last two games, would he be in the all-back discussion at the moment? I think he'd definitely have to be in the wider all-black discussion at the moment with the last current couple of games. He looks if fit. He, he looks like he's, he looks like he's lost some weight. He looks lean. Well, he looks like he's hungry, and that's what a fit Julian Severe does. A fit Julian Severe gets hungry in the game, and he was all over the place in the Crusaders and a bit more into the Highlanders. He was hitting rucks. He was getting involved in defence and attack beyond what he would normally do. And I think he, if if he was a rookie, I think that he would be in the mix. Mm. But there are a lot of very good wingers out there. But is he yesterday's man? Is he always going to be yesterday's man? Will the door ever be open for him again at an all-black level? I think he has to play exceptionally well consistently for the next five, six games. If he if he consistently performs and finishes well and gets his defense turned when he can when he does get turned around and can go back and pick up the ball and come forward again consistently. So the next six games could be the difference. Not just two. Two games are just like, okay, I'm I'm here, I'm back. Show me consistency. Okay, let's move then to the discussion to Balin Sullivan. Um, not the perfect game, but he certainly, and we saw it, I think, was it, was it against the Blues? Yeah, when, when they beat the Blues in the first game or second game of the season, we saw his ability. And we saw it again on Saturday night. Um, what do you make of Balin Sullivan and what maybe little areas that does he need to continue to improve in? I know well, you, I know you, I know, Norm, as a hooker, you play, spend a lot of your time out in the midfield. Mate, absolutely. And I'm I'm a great critic by sitting on the on the couch and and critiquing back. So <laughs> I, I I love this I love this kid. I I think you know I've picked out two or three rookies within the Hurricanes that have that are holding their own, if not putting a mark in their uh, on on the rugby scene. Balin, um attacking. I think it's just youth as he matures and and understands and gets the width of his game. Defensively, he's pretty solid, but again. It's a, getting the confidence on the inside and outside, yeah. Um, that would be be my kind of aspect. I'm very easy because it's, uh, you know, this is a hooker play, um, giving critique to our back. But I do like it. I like his attitude. I like his style, mm. the way he comes into the, into the line and plays his role extremely well. And the more games he gets under his belt, the better he's going to be this day. You know, it's a bit like Aidan Morgan. I, I like this lad too. I think he's come on the scene and, Really taken, taken his role uh, in the Hurricanes and really made a mark. A bit like Ruben Love came out of um, school last year into the Wellington Lions, into the Hurricanes. I think he's he's putting his mark on the game as well. So there's few young rookies within those backs that are really showing form, and I, and I really like that they're coming in and stamping their their position on, on the game. When you look at the Hurricanes' front row from the weekend, Rakiti Stones, um, Mafaleo, and of course Asafo Amua, um, do, 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 
do you like what you're seeing there technically? Do you like the foundation? Oh, the, it, and that's where it all begins. You know, nothing can happen. It starts with the hooker, doesn't it, Norm? It starts with the hooker, doesn't well, it? It goes up front. I mean, Steve, up, De, Steve Defines right? just come into the studio and says it starts with a halfback. But I think I'm with the hooker, mate. Yeah, well, hey, the halfback and the hooker, two key positions. One links the backs, one starts the forwards. Oh, that is, so we're both mate, that, that is beautifully put. That's poetic. Can I ask you this? I've always been curious. As a hooker, can you get a bit of a feel for how well your tight head and loose head are operating at scrum time? Do you get a feeling of whether they're being out-muscled or they're, in fact, dominating? Mark, you're, you're asking the dark arts now. I am. I know that you guys have a cone of silence and there are just certain things that are never disclosed. But Norm, Norm, um, you're an attractive man. Is that enough? To sort of well, I, I think you crossed the line there, my friend. So in I, a platonic way, Norm, in a platonic way. Well, okay, okay. You asked me the dancing thing, now you're jumping into my, you know, my beautifulness. So <laughs> let's just talk about let's just talk about that. Yes, it's absolutely true. You can abs- you know when you've got a great tight end, great loose head, just by the way you tuck under them, the way they can pull their shoulder out, the strength that they can hold. Olo Brown, I, I, Olo Brown was. The best in the world. Mount Albert the Grammar Old Boy. Mount Albert Grammar Old Boy. I needed to just throw that in there, Norm. I'm a mags boy. Sorry, I just cut out. What did you say? I was just talking about the mighty Mount Albert. <laughs> hey, no, no, but equally in saying that too, so when when you are, um, you know, when you're in the scrum and the referee penalises um, for a, a tight hair or loose head prop on either side, possibly collapsing, do you know whether the referee, as the hooker, do you automatically know whether the referee's got it right or wrong? Uh, look, I, I would say back in the day, they always got it wrong. Now they're more skilled up for it, and we get better refereeing and better adjustments in that. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, look, we're sort of halfway through the season now, Norm. Um, you know, clearly we're, it's, it's, it's going to be good. I think we're all sort of a little bit over um, these local derbies, we're going to now see these teams head over um, and play in Australia. So halfway through the season, out of 10, what would you give your Hurricanes team? Well, I'd give them a five. Because, you know, Boy, you're a hard taskmaster, aren't you? Well, well, it's pretty simple. You do the math. Eight games, five, uh, four wins, four losses. And yeah, yeah, at but least I'm... three of those losses should have been a win. Yeah, that's exactly at my point. At least po- three of them. Yeah, okay, but... Okay, now fair enough. I've, um, yeah, no, you're a hard, you're a hard man. I'll, I'll give you that. You're tough. Uh, Steve Devine's just joined us in studio. So, Steve, you welcome. I'd actually say a little bit less than uh, five. I'd probably go for four or three to be fair, because one of those wins was a was a eight minute performance against the Blues in the first round. Do you want me to punch him, Norm? No, 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 no. We've, we've, we've been to those days. We? <laughs> we've already been there. <laughs> I, I think I still owe you one. I think I still owe you one from memory, Norm. I think you do too, mate. I'm, I'm right. It's, it's at least two, I think, Steve. So, we won't talk about that on air. Yeah, but fair look, enough. I, I, I do think that there were games where they should have really closed it out and they should have really taken the game. It's a bit like the Crusaders. Take your points, go to goal point. Uh, you know, Stevie, last week you said, you know, back yourselves. Back yourselves to go for the win. 100%. But it costs you in the end. Costia, and that's that's how you got to live. That's how you got to live. They're, they're seventh on the leaderboard with 20 points. They're 11 behind the Blues, the Brumbies, and 10 behind the Reds. The next, you know, the next six games, the next six games, there's a possibility where the Reds up front, I think the Reds are going to be tough. 
the Brumbies straight after that, two best Aussie teams there. The rest of well, the Fiji and Dural, I they'll take those. The Waratahs, if they turn up to the Waratahs in, in form, they'll take the Waratahs, they'll smash the Rebels and the Force. <laughs> That's how I kind of see the end of the run into into the Super Footy. But they've got to be on the game. Yeah, to be and f- it's different footy. To be fair, they've played their eight hardest matches of the season already. Um, all the New Zealand teams, have, I believe, have come up against their hardest matches and, and they're on the downhill where the Aussie teams, uh, they've, got, they've got the hard yards to go all in front of them the next, uh, next six or so weeks. It's interesting that you say, Norm, that you think the Reds will be really, really tough up front. What, I mean, last year we thought the same and they ended up only winning two games, I think, in, in the crossover games. Um, so, so you think that... What, what, how, so how do the Hurricanes then approach it if, if they agree with what you've just said, if that is the mindset? Well, you, you, take, you take the game they played against the Crusaders with that mindset and you add what they just about got beaten through against the Highlanders because the Highlanders should have taken that game, but they didn't. And the win's the win. It's in the bank. That's the mentality. You've got to make sure you get your set phases right. You're going to a, a different place. Uh, playing in Brisbane, I know it doesn't mean mean a a, a massive um, advantage to to the Reds. This will be their biggest opportunity to show start the New Zealand derby right on front foot. So I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I think it'll be a tough game. I think it'll be a tough game for the for the uh, Hurricanes to go to to Brizzy. I think it'll be hard. I think the the Reds are one of the top teams that I've seen in some of the games. I haven't seen all the games, so I, I'm just assuming here. Now, was it a suffer? I always like the Reds. Was it a suffer, Omoa, who has been suspended now for three games? Three weeks. Three, yeah, weeks, three weeks, yeah. A huge, huge loss for the Hurricanes. Huge loss, but look, don't take away from James O'Reilly. I thought James O'Reilly's been showing quite a bit of form, and it's, you know, he's, he's, he's a good, solid two. But again, yeah, I agree. We do, we will miss uh, our suffer or more. Now, Steve Stevie Devine's getting quite niggly here, and he's sort of giving me that. Um, see, I'm on your side tonight. There, Normie's sort of doing this. He's going to put the knife in. So just, just, just. I don't know what you got. I don't know where the hatred and what game it was. Stevie, <laughs> throw your best shot at him, big guy. I think the uh, I, I think the the Highlanders should be feel, felt hard done by, not the uh, not the Hurricanes, because uh, he should have been put on. A, he should have been a red card and should have been off the field. Yeah, there weren't enough camera angles to confirm it at the yeah. time. That's why it's been done at the time, but that posthumously. Oh my God, at the time. <laughs> but isn't isn't that interesting? Like some some days you get all of the angles, and other days they miss by a, a golden mile. Mm. He was lucky. At the time, by whoever whoever's in the who's ever in the outdoor truck, uh, who decides what what angles get to put up, to be put on now TV. Now you're starting to sound like a conspiracy theorist. Oh, mate, do, after, we, do, do we put a man on the after, moon? Do after we? the red after the red cards we've had the last few weeks, I, you wonder why? Did, yeah. did we put a man on the moon there, Steve? Well, it's hard to say. Isn't you're it? Not, There's shadows in the background. Next, you'll be telling me that he believes in the moon, Norm. Um, right. Uh, Norm, we've got Thomas Waldron about to join us on the program after. A man who played for England, I'm struggling with that, but he's a a Hurricanes man through and through, isn't he, Thomas? He sure is. He sure is, um, Thomas, the tank engine. A lot of games for the Wellington Lions, a lot of games, you know, a lot of games for the uh, Crusaders and a lot of games for the, sorry, one season for the Crusaders, a number of games, 30-plus games for the Hurricanes. He had to leave to go and get a jersey and play internationally. He's had a stellar career. He's back in town. 
and he's doing a bit of coaching uh, and he's getting back into the throne because he's uh, quite an athlete. Brilliant. Okay, look, uh, Norm Hewitt with me. Uh, very shortly, we will come back with Thomas Waldron. You are listening to Hurricane Valley. Uh, Mark Watson along with Norm Hewitt and also in studio for All Black halfback Steve Devine. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Right, it is 20 minutes after seven. Now, look, um, you if you're looking at painting your house, decorate with confidence, with quality. Kiwi made resin paints. Starting the paint project, get advice from the team from Resine. Got paint questions? Again, ask the experts. Go to Resine, bringing you this lovely 30 minutes where we celebrate all things Hurricanes Rugby. We are just trying to get through to Thomas uh, Waldron, uh, Waldron at the moment uh, to sort of find out what he's up to back in New Zealand after having headed off overseas, um, playing for England, but a wonderful stalwart of um, Super Rugby. What are your memories of him? Um, what are your memories of Thomas um, the big guy. Is that you, Stevie? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about I'm talking about you, Norm <laughs> Hewitt. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I actually played with his um, more with his uh, brother Scott. Yeah. Uh, Thomas was the next generation coming through, but Thomas had had a, a great future, great um, seasons when he was playing uh, for both the Lions and the and the Canes. Um, I thought he was one of those players that could have gone higher but didn't quite get the break. He maybe mm. just wasn't that six foot six or yeah. you know, had a couple of skills that they were looking for. And at that time, there were some pretty good uh, number eights around the team. Well, we've, we've got Thomas Waldrum now on the program. Thomas, good evening. Welcome. Thank you very much. How are you going? Very good. You were a better player than your brother, weren't you? Uh, do you look at it as he played midweek and I got a test match for England? <laughs> hey, hey! Look, lovely to have you back in the country. So, how long have you been back in New Zealand? Uh, so, probably about three years now. So, yep. I came back. So, um, finished with the Mighty Ten and uh, with uh, Wellington in 2018. So, yep. um, yeah. So, been back since then, really. And you're look, I, I'm just talking to the Norm Hewitt here. You, what dipping your toes back into a bit of coaching? Are you? Uh, yeah. So, just. Um, Slowly getting back into it and that because hopefully I'll, I'll have my oldest boy at St. Pat's Hall Street next year. And, um, and, and that's a, a grade that's always sort of fascinated me and, uh, and it's something I've always wanted to give back to the back to the rugby community just because I really enjoyed it. And it's probably a great way to pass on the knowledge to these young kids so when they progress into these sort of age groups and if they want to go higher, it's just about giving them tools and sort of what it takes to, to get there if, if, if they want to go down that path as well. Hey, Thomas, and I see that you're not just into that rugby, you're tipping your toes back into the athletic scene with the throwing of, at the Shaka Sola. Um, bit of info on that, mate. Uh, yeah, I, I think I was just uh, watching my boys do uh, the shop and discus down at Shaka's and uh, do, yeah, probably doing the coaching. And then I sort of thought, oh, Shaka asked me uh, a couple of years ago, oh, do you want to have a, have a throw in our competition? And I sort of thought, oh, Oh, okay. I saw it as a joke, and then sort of do a one-off. But I think just the love of it came back to me pretty quick. And um, and that's the individual sport, and it's how much you put in is what you get out. And I suppose it's showing to my boys as well that um, like it is. If you put effort in, results sort of can come. And I've sort of set myself a bit of a challenge to try and make nationals next year. So I'm a bit about two metres off the discus, and I've got the qualifying for shot put. So it's just like another goal to look forward to, and sort of push yourself in the winter just to get out there and do stuff. So it's a bit like now I'm, uh, I'm out in 
in the Wainui Hill and on my mountain bike getting ready for Karapoti. So it's always sort of having something there in the background to to challenge yourself. Oh, good Karapoti. Boy, that's not a walk in the park. Well done. Hey, wh- how far are you throwing this shot put? Uh, I got out to about 11.53 uh, uh, at Wellington Champs and uh, I think that was a Wellington uh, record for a, an old fart, I think. Yeah, no, brilliant. Hey, when you um, went left New Zealand and then went overseas and played in the Northern Hemisphere, played for England, and then you sort of came back, did you notice whether the game did had, had the game evolved here? Did you see a progression? Uh, yes and no. I think uh, that's the thing. When I came back, I probably I did hold on to the thoughts of when I left in two thousand nine. I was in Hawke's Bay and uh, I loved the, the NPC then, and uh, it was it was something you always look forward to. And I probably didn't realise being away for so long and then coming back. Probably yeah, nine years later, it had changed, and it was probably more of a development competition for these kids, sort of trying to get into Super Rugby, where um, this maybe just the professionalism wasn't there as as much as it was when when I left and the enjoyment there. I think it was sort of lost a little bit, and I think that sort of that was probably the biggest change that I had noticed when I came back. So, Thomas, what was when you look at the modern game today? And then the game, modern era, or the era that you played in, and it wasn't that long ago. What are the significant changes that you see from even just a few years ago to now? Better hookers? <laughs> more fragile, yeah. More fragile, see? More fragile, mate. Agile, yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, I think it's more like the defences and stuff, I think. Um, and I think it's sort of... The guys are getting bigger and a lot more time spent in the gym and a lot more um, S&C coaches, so very uh, rugby-specific stuff now. And um, Yeah, it has changed and stuff. Like, uh, seeing the game today doesn't want, want me to put my boots on or anything. Like, I think I sort of uh, was happy with what I did and where I left it and stuff, and now I sort of just uh, and watch these sort of kids come through. But it is, it is, a, it is a challenging time, but um, it's, it's a... It's a, it's a it's a, a rewarding one too if you get it right. Steve, hey mate. Um, obviously, you spent a bit of time up north. What's um, what, what's the big differences up there? I know you're doing a little bit with uh, younger kids back here. What, what's the you know what's the school the school program up in the up in the northern hemisphere like? Uh, yeah, well, that's probably one thing I never really got to experience because I was. I'm always sort of said like once when once you're professional, uh, I wanted to stay there as long as possible and um, do as much as I could in that short amount of time. But I, from what I do know now, I know that, like there's a few schools like Taunton School is quite good and um, they have like a under 18 academy program uh, with the Chiefs and stuff. And I think and Devon Devon School is uh, a big one as well. So there is uh, some very similarities between um, like the top eight and. New Zealand secondary uh, schools, you do get your exposure, and uh, then you have academies that that you, that you can go on to and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I didn't really experience that too much. But um, but that's sort of what I want to over the sort of next coming ten or so years. So Thomas, if we bring it all the way back to the the Canes, we're doing a bit of a report card. We're we're eight games in. We're at four wins, four losses. We're just about head over to. Uh, Tell up a few uh, for your Aussie teams and maybe a Fijian team in the mix. What's kind of like your scorecard? Stevie's given them a, like a three. I've given them a five, half and half. And, and, and half I've and given half. them, I've given them a six. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm probably leaning towards your score as well, Norm. Sort of, it's just been probably that inconsistent. Um, they're sort of costing them. Um, 
and then they've got a few injuries and stuff at the moment as well. So I think it's. Yeah, I'll probably be the same as Norm. Hey, probably hey, a five out of ten. Thomas, when you said I'm, I'm with Norm. Norm threw his arms in a V like he just won the hundred meters. We've got Fords over here. Yeah, and I haven't seen enough diving lineouts and pick and goes for my liking as well. Uh, so you want to see the pure rugby, and that is a, a pick and go try uh, to to get uh, to get over the over the line. So yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a tough one, but, uh, yeah, I have to help with normal. <laughs> hey, hey, Thomas, I will let you get back to your mountain bike training. All the best with the shot put as well. I do a little bit of work in this track and field space, so hopefully you do get to nationals. Um, yeah, and look, all the best for Karapoti. Not an easy event, so well done to you. Uh, Norm Hewitt, your final thoughts before we do let you go? Look, I'm really looking forward to the New Zealand teams going up and uh, facing against the Aussie teams. I think the Hurricanes, it'll be a tough game against the Reds. I think the Canes will come out as long as they kick for their points, take the points that are on call. And I reckon all the other New Zealand teams will do do well throughout the second part because, as Stevie said up front, they've done the hard parts right through the um, New Zealand series. Series and it, those are physical battles, and I don't think the Aussies are up to the same physicality. Hey, Norm, I just got a text come through from you. Punch Steve Devine. You want me to still do that? No, no, no. It's just, it's, it's just not okay in these times. Stevie, <laughs> Stevie, if if you can if you can give Mark an uppercut for that <laughs> bloody rude mark, remark around the hookers, but you know, hey, we'll we'll say that for another day. Hey, Norm Hewitt, as always, mate. Uh, thank you. Appreciate your sense of humour as well. <laughs> Legend. There you go, 29 and a half minutes after seven. Our spotlight focus this half an hour on the Hurricanes. Hurricanes Valley will take a break. When we come back, it is the Blues Brothers with former All Black halfback Steve Devine.